Hi, everyone. Cheryl Cran here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Next Now podcast. And what I wanted to talk about today was how the great resignation isn't going anywhere soon. So uh, in conversations with clients over the last few weeks, it's really been about, I've had, I've been pushed back and there's been people pushing back against this whole great resignation. You know, we present data on the fact that we are in a worker's market till at least the year 2030. And I've had some people push back and say, well, how do we, how do we know it's going to stay a worker's market? And isn't that a trend? And, and why, you know, is that something that we should worry about if it's going to be a short-term trend? And those are, those are valid logical questions and valid pushback. Um, however, <laughs> you can't fight human nature and you certainly can't fight massive global mindset shifts, which is what we're in right now. So if you look at pre-pandemic, we were already heading towards people becoming, uh, I would say, dissatisfied with the corporate structure, the, the, the structure of nine to five, the structure of working five days a week, the structure of commuting for four hours a day, the structure of, you know, having to, you know, have a bum in a seat to prove that you're working, uh, the structure of a boss telling you whether you're doing a good job rather than, you know, having that self-evaluation piece, a lot of those structures were feeling constrictive and restrictive for a lot of workers pre-pandemic. And also with the digital revolution happening and digital transformation, the workplace of trying to keep those structures of the past in place while trying to innovate with technology were actually banging up against each other and creating conflict. So what happened with the pandemic is, of course, the future of work is here now. It's sped up remote work. It's sped up work from anywhere. It's sped up hybrid. And now we're firmly in those realities. And so I've had leaders say, well, okay, yes, we're in a worker's market because it's post-pandemic and workers are sort of reevaluating, but isn't everybody just going to, to wake up and realize that they need to have a job or that they should be grateful to have a job? <laughs> and my response is, nope, nope, that's not happening. And here's why. Um, over over 4.4 million workers in the U.S. Um, are seeking to do something else and different, not just because they're dissatisfied with their work, but because they're personally evaluating what they're doing. They're evaluating the, um, uh, the, the purpose of why they work. They're evaluating the value of their work. They're evaluating whether it's environmentally friendly. They're valuing whether it's healthy. They're valuing whether they have work-life balance. So there's all these things that are going on in the worker's mindset. So when you look at this, I'd rather not call it a trend and I'd rather call it a movement. And that movement is more and more people waking up and asking themselves, you know, deeply personal questions and evaluating their lives and therefore looking less as work as a structure that pays the bills. And of course, we all know that that is what work does. It monetizes our lives. However, we're, we're looking generally as a population, as a global collective, we're look, working less about looking less at the money aspect of it, even though it's important, bear with me, I'll come back to this, and looking more at the fulfillment aspect. So basically, less and less people are willing, are less willing to sell their souls to the devil. <laughs> and what that means is they're saying, no, I'm not going to put up with a, a, a boss who is going to talk to me like I'm an idiot. Or I'm no, I'm not going to put up with being paid less than I'm worth, knowing that another organization is, has headhunted me or sought me out to pay me more. 
So it's almost like we're in an era of people, uh, Maslow's hierarchy, you know, where he starts with, you know, survival, and then you go to sort of self-realization. We're really on that self-realization journey now. And in fact, in addition to Maslow's hierarchy, if we think about Ken Wilber's work and uh, his evolution work and his color theories of, of where we are as a, as a planet, we are moving from that red zone and in integral theory, as Ken Wilber calls it, that red zone, which is about survival and me and every each man or woman for themselves. And we're moving into that teal zone. And that teal zone is the we, it's, it's, it's the collective. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Cheryl, there's no way we're going to make it there because I'm watching the media and there's war in Ukraine and there's the issues with, you know, financial corruption. And and yes, that's all true. And as we go through transformation in the transition zone, which is where we are right now in the transition zone, it appears as if things aren't getting better. But if you look at other media, for for example, if you follow Good News Movement and these other things, they talk about the positives, such as the rise of art in the Ukraine as a result of the war, the rise of people supporting the Ukrainians as they go through this, this difficult time, the rise of awareness around oppression, the rise of awareness around sanctions. So although it might feel like we're still in this really, you know, challenging time, we are moving towards um, a, a future where it, although it might feel like if you're a leader right now going, well, you know, I, I don't like that it's a worker's market because it means they're always going to have the power over me as a leader. The other way of looking at that is being curious about what it means for us as leaders. In other words, whereas before you might have thought, well, they should just be lucky to have a job and look at the benefits we pay them and look at everything we do for them. Rather than have that mindset, we shift to the mindset of, well, wait a second, what is it that they really want? What are they asking for? And to also use the workers' market as an opportunity to really deeply self-evaluate, you know, to really introspectively look at ourselves and say, you know, is my leadership style conducive to keeping the people that I have on my team engaged? Or have I just sort of gone into a place of assuming they'll be there or or just sort of, you know, not taking or taking them for granted and not really thinking about how I can lead them in a way that's more inspiring. And so for a lot of leaders, you know, especially logical minded leaders, it's a challenging time right now because the, the workers market means that they have to change. We all have to change. And it means that we have to be more egalitarian in our approach. It means we have to be willing to hear feedback. We have to seek out input. I just did an interview this morning for a UK publication on the 2030 workplace. And the gentleman said, so what you're saying, Cheryl, is that we want leaders to build consensus. (laughs) And I said, actually, no, it's not about consensus because you will never get a consensus on a lot of the changes that we're going through here. But what we are looking at is an egalitarian future where we're asking for all the inputs. And what I see in 2030 is those inputs then help us to make better decisions. They help us to fill the skills gap. So whether that's through real-time polling of your workers or your teams, whether that's through continual surveying, whether that's through intranet measurement and gamification, the goal is for us to get more insights so that we are 
understanding where this workers market is going to take us. We want to look for the patterns. So for the people that are leaving your organization, why are they leaving? Um, are you doing exit interviews? Are you getting the truth about why they're leaving? And then when it comes to the recruiting side, are you recruiting truthfully? And what I mean by that is, is it really being truthful of, of the culture when you're inviting people to work with you? And then again, through the onboarding process and through the engagement process of our workers, are we really interested in their perspective or are we simply giving lip service to their perspective and then still going ahead with our mandates anyway? So as you can see, we're in a very sort of tumultuous time. And that's why I say to you that the great resignation trend, if you will, or movement is not going anywhere, anywhere soon, anytime soon. And again, it's about human nature. It's about human needs. It's about Maslow's hierarchy, people saying, what do I need to survive? Reevaluating, questioning themselves. How much money is enough money? How much work is enough work? What's work worth if I can't have time off? All these questions are percolating and will continue from now into the future. My prediction, pardon me, <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat. There I did. My prediction is that by the year 2030, it's going to look very different. That's eight years from now. And what it's going to look like is it's going to be a more of a project-based work style. It's going to be WFA, work from anywhere. We're going to have more uh, independent contractors, more freelancers, more project-based work. And people who choose to work full-time within an organization will have full autonomy about where they work, how they work, and the projects that they work on. Now, when you talk about it that way, it sounds super exciting. Getting there is going to be the challenge. And that's where we have to look at ourselves as leaders and as teams to ask ourselves, do we have an open mindset? Do we have an expanded perspective of, of the attitudes of the workers in today's market? And are we willing to look at our structures, our systems, and our leadership behaviors in order to adapt the workplace to be the most attractive possible for the workers in this workers market? I hope I've given you lots to think about in this session. I know that I am excited by it, but I'm also finding my clients and having to hold their hands about leading the change to get there. I would love to hear your feedback, your insights. If you have anything you want to share, please join me on LinkedIn or send me an email, Cheryl at nextmapping.com. All the best. See you on the next episode.